Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org to find links to all the stories I'm about to share. Let's jump in with our first piece of the week, combining HIV prevention with gender-affirming care. A new study will examine the impact of offering HIV prevention services combined with gender-affirming care for transgender women. The team at University of Texas note that about 14% of these women are living with HIV, making prevention an important issue. At the same time, uh, access to gender-affirming care is often challenging for a variety of of reasons, um, like the the number of competent providers that are around, health insurance, and uh, legal and policy barriers that are, are getting thrown up. By combining services, they hope to make both HIV prevention and uh, gender-affirming care more accessible. Next up, Billy Porter tackles stigma with story. CBS News reported that Billy Porter, who has broken racial and sexual orientation barriers in the entertainment industry, disclosed that he is living with HIV. Porter says he hopes his story will help end stigma and educate folks on the HIV epidemic, the height of which he lived through as a young gay man. Really interesting um, and inspiring to see his story uh, and to hear the details about that. And I think just uh, to think about someone who who was a young a young gay person during the height of the epidemic um, to kind of live through and see uh, so much improve in terms of care and treatment, but also see the stigma persist all of these years later. Although although I think it's been um, lessened somewhat. Um, so really great to see him sharing his story and bringing uh, attention to this issue at a time when, you know, so much of our focus has been uh, on the COVID-19 pandemic. That doesn't mean that other health issues have stopped. Um, so really um, great to see attention um, being brought to, to his story. In our next story, Queer Women Missing Provider Conversations. A study led by Ariella Tabak found that lesbian women were more likely than heterosexual women who had not had same-sex partners to have disclosed their sexual and reproductive health with their providers. The study also found that patient-provider communications were associated with higher likelihood of using contraception and having an STI diagnosed. So basically, we see two important things coming out of the study. First, that it's important for, for women to disclose um, or discuss their uh, their sexual and reproductive health. Uh, and second, that lesbian women are less likely to do so than others. So um, really underscores the importance of, of having good communication with providers, which I think in turn speaks to having uh, affirming providers who queer women feel comfortable coming out to, whether that's, you know, um, having their provider uh, speak about, about um you know, sex and and reproductive health in a way that is inclusive. Um, You know, studies have found that even seeing um, pamphlets or posters in a medical office that are inclusive or seeing, you know, some kind of LGBTQ related um, flag or um, welcome sticker, any little signal like that is going to make people um, feel more comfortable. And of course, also comes back to provider training um, so that providers have the tools that they need to be able to discuss these things in an affirming way. Next up, 
vaccines in trans individuals. Discover reported on challenges accessing and trusting COVID-19 vaccines for transgender people. Some feel that not enough is known about how the vaccines interact with hormone therapy, and studies and data on COVID-19 have rarely included gender identity questions, meaning trans people feel invisible in the data that does exist. The article also points to broad healthcare barriers uh, and negative experience that trans folks have with the healthcare system in general uh, as being, you know, factors that are, are preventing higher vaccine uptake among this population. Now, we don't know how deep the problem is um, because trans people are not included in data. Um, and I should also mention that, um, you know, there, there isn't uh, research that suggests that there's something um, problematic about vaccine uh, interactions with, uh, with gender affirming care, um, and with hormone therapy in particular. Um, it's just that because there's not a lot of data on this, there's not a lot of research out there, um, that, you know, as this article reports, um, people are feeling, um, hesitancy to take the vaccine, whereas maybe otherwise they, they would feel more confident doing so. Our next story looks at Pregnancy and Inclusivity The USA Today reported on efforts to make language and policies around pregnancy more inclusive of transgender and non-binary folks who may become pregnant but who don't identify as women or mothers. Proposed legislation aiming to improve reproductive health care has begun to take on language such as pregnant people, maybe not exclusively, but, you know, mixed in there with language around, around women and mothers um, to acknowledge that there are other people um, who, uh, who become pregnant. Advocates say this is more scientifically accurate and also helps to include more parents and children. And our last story of the week also comes back to child-rearing, new policy on citizenship. Gay City News reported that the State Department has updated policies to make it easier for children with one American parent and one parent from another country to have U.S. citizenship, even if the U.S. parent is not biologically related. The old policy made it really hard for children of binational same-sex couples to have their citizenship recognized. Obviously, this is a huge deal, whether that's um, for, you know, being able to, to live in the U.S., um, to access all sorts of, of benefits, um, health care and other things, um, huge implications for that. Uh, and great to see a policy that's, you know, based on um, the relationship between the adults and the children and not based on um, biological relationship. Of course, this could help folks, um, you know, besides same-sex couples, um, but definitely this was a big issue uh, for those who were affected by it in the LGBTQ community. Well, that concludes another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org to find the links of all of the stories that we discussed. And I hope that you'll tune in next week for another edition of the Roundup.